Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's Bud Pod 171. 171. Um, gun heaven fun, which is the description of the Republicans America. Gun heaven fun. That yeah. sounds like um, <laughs> I can see the game. Like it's like a Final Fantasy game where the guns are like the size of the players, you know. And it's also a sword. It's I, a sword. I, I was always I, I I never got into Final Fantasy, and all the artwork from it only served to put me off further. <laughs> like, why is this yes. small, blonde, but also presumably Japanese? Um, elf. elf boy carrying a sword that's also a gun. The the it looks he makes him talk. How is he stable? How is he able to carry that enormous gun yeah. sword? It's it, yes, it, yeah. it looks like more of an impediment on the battlefield than anything else. Yeah, and his enemy is like a kind of um, in full costume but without makeup, sort of Lady Gaga figure, long white hair, and this like. Yeah. There isn't a single flap of cloth that isn't divided it further into four <laughs> curling magic flaps of cloth. All the better to get snagged on in the heat of battle. Yeah, with a, with a sword that is the size of a car with a gun in the handle for no reason. Yes. <laughs> Mad. Uh-huh. Um, well, speaking of um, like cartoony people, I just, um, in our pre-pod chat, because Pierre and I yeah. always have a little chat on the phone uh, beforehand to catch up and to to release the demons uh, that we mustn't say <laughs> on any recorded medium. Um, yes. I, I told you my, one of my favorite little uh, trivia facts that Scooby-Doo, the cartoon uh, crime-solving dog, mm. is named after one, a single moment of Frank Sinatra's scat singing. Um, it's at the end of Strangers in the Night when uh, all most of Frank Sinatra's songs he sings and then scats the end until it fades out as if he's just walking into a scatty sunset and yeah. at the end of Strangers in the Night he goes Scooby Dooby Doo and that's that one Scooby Dooby Doo that's what Scooby Doo the dog is named after Scatty Sunset is a place you can go to have uh, yourself shat on in LA yes yeah on, the, yeah, on, on Sunset Boulevard it's, yeah. it's a poop club it's a sexy poop club it's a poop look. It's a poop club. You don't have to go. We met at Scatty Sunset in the eighties and <laughs> and since then we've made twelve pictures together. I don't know. I looked so. across the room at the VIP area and who should I see squatting over a glass table but this guy? <laughs> Scatty Sunset was the place to be in the eighties. And it was a it was a boom time for them because all the coke really loosened people up in every sense. I mean, <laughs> Sc- scatty sunset. They have like a big Netflix documentary about its legacy. <laughs> yeah, selling scatty. 
Selling scat to, yeah. Yeah. You see her you see here behind me a humble Trader Joe's, but it wasn't always a high end grocery store. <laughs> now uh, on this site people go in to buy things to put in their mouths. Well, <laughs> only a couple of decades ago is where they went to put things out of their ass. <laughs> Yeah, ironic that the place where the great and the good, the glitterati of uh, L.A. would come to shit, there isn't even a customer bathroom. Anthony Blenton, CNN. (laughs) Shakes his head and sort of hands on hips, looks behind him at the place. Um, They never dealt with that in Scooby-Doo, did they? Him doing a kind of enormous dog-sized shit after those big sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, no no one ever had to... Pick up sc- uh, Scooby Dooby Doo's uh, scatty watty crap. No one ever. <laughs> Shaggy never had. I've no. At no point did Shaggy put his hand into a plastic bag and yeah. lean over and go, "Oh, Scoob!" and pick up an enormous, <laughs> an enormous um, turd. Because he was a big dog as well, Scooby Doo. Yeah, man. What breed was he actually? Do they ever say? Oh. Is that the final yeah, mystery it, that the mystery van has to solve? It is a breed. It is a breed. Hang on. What is it? Yeah, Sco- uh, Shaggy never said zoinks at the sheer size of one of those dumps. <laughs> zoinks, Scoob, what did you eat? Those are the same sandwiches you did. <laughs> um, you know what, as well, is like, I don't know if you've ever seen a dog that size. It's a Great Dane, of course. It's a Great Dane. Ah. Uh... I don't know if you've ever seen a dog that size take a shit, but it's bigger than any human shit. It is astonishing. Yeah, no, I don't make a, I don't make a habit of looking out for them, so no, I don't. I don't well, know. you, you know, get yourself down to Scatty Sunset on uh, their dogs' welcome days. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of nonsense words, sorry to be flying around, but I also, um, the other weekend I went with a family to um, to Whitstable. Mm. Um, the, the oyster capital of of Kent, um, and we stayed in an Airbnb, and this Airbnb came complete with tat. Oh uh, shit! Like, you saw some tat, tat in life. Yes, real uh. life tat. I feel I feel so I, I feel so good. I feel like I'm a, I'm a Bud Pod listener or something. Mm. Um, so the I'll, there's one that is uh, mad, and then three here that are just annoying. I'll I'll <laughs> run you through the. Anno- it is one of these houses that has a lot of tat that lists rules, but rules that are that are uh, fun, you know. Um, I mean one one is just a framed, uh, piece of tat that says, "Time to," and then all different, uh, as we all know, all different fonts. Time to drink champagne and dance on the. <sighs> Table, <laughs> and then uh, another one in cursive. Um, by the sea, all worries wash away, which sounds like something. You, I mean, that's a suicide note. That's what. What's the face? Is it Virginia Woolf? Yeah, um, who just put rocks in her, and actually, it's come adorned with some stones. So it is like, oh god. <laughs> it is like something Virginia oh, Woolf would say before putting stones in a pocket and just walking into the sea. Is it Virginia Woolf? Is it Virginia Woolf? Let me see. Death. It's always bad when you look at someone's Wikipedia page and before the thing that says death, it says mental health. You know, ah, mm. 
see suicide lady. Yes. Is it Virginia Woolf? She did. Yeah. 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 41. Hmm. Do you know what? You know what's weird? I'd, I would feel like I would be less likely to commit suicide in 1941 than before or after the war. Uh, you'd be less likely to commit suicide in 1941. Yeah, I'd want to see how it ended. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I know, right. I know what you mean. <clears throat> I know what you mean. In 1941, yeah, was kind of really picking up. Um, yeah, Battle of Britain. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is the first collection of cot- cottage rules, because everyone loves a cottage with rules. Mm. Uh, the first please, one. please don't commit suicide at our at our Airbnb. <laughs> despite that must have what happened. Uh, Shit. despite what other tat says, please do not. Yeah. Um, wait a sec. Uh, oh yes, and this is actually this is one that my sister remarked on, uh, which is quite funny. She um, so it says cottage rules: stay up late. It's the first one, which is, I mean, that's okay. That's torture. That's what the Americans did in Guantanamo Bay, basically. That's sleep deprivation. You have to stay up late, yeah. Stay up late. And the second one, sleep in, which is reasonable. I mean, you, you're going to need okay. to if you stay up late. The third one is f- flat out psychotic. Wake up smiling. Uh-huh. <laughs> Imagine. God. <laughs> the terror. Imagine if you woke up smiling. Just... Imagine... <laughs> Bring, bring, bring. Ah, I love to be up. <laughs> Which is worse, to to be asleep with like a kind of completely like blank face and then as your eyes open, just, just straight away smiling. Or is it worse to just be like sleeping with like a rictus fucking joker grin and then just waking up and your think, face just not moving? I think it's creepier to be just, yeah, be grinning the whole time. Yeah, an eyes closed rictus grin is a horrifying, uh, a yeah. horrifying thought. I'm just doing it, but to it's the rules. Now. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty creepy. It's the rules. Rule number four, and this is a classic one: drink tea. <laughs> Fuck off! What? <laughs> drink tea. Uh, make memories in the short right. time you have in the day because you slept in so late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, you know, it's involuntary, isn't it? Make memories if if you're if you're healthy. Uh, make uh, relax, laugh, play. Uh, I would say difficult to relax and play. Um, yeah, I'd rather play, laugh, and then relax. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because that, that that's that. It also makes more aural sense. You go. Oh, get it over here, over here. Oh, oh, oh you win. <laughs> but good time. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. the sound of play, laugh, relax. Whereas relax, yeah, exactly. laugh, play is... <laughs> Anyone for tennis? <laughs> That's much relax. more sinister. Yeah, relax, laugh, play is a man sinking into an armchair chuckling to himself and then launching himself at a rugby ball <laughs> out of the armchair. Uh, after that is uh, take long walks. And these are the biggest letters of all. Take long Ooh. walks. Like they're, like, they're literally take, marching orders. Take long walks. <laughs> take them. It's not something a, a, a Nazi officer would say a gun, with a gun pointed at you. Take long walks. 
Or like a, a mafia threat. Why don't you take a long walk? Leave us here in the Airbnb to have a little talk with your friend. <laughs> After that, see the sunrise. Now, my okay, sister, my, yeah, my sister pointed out a very clear contradiction within yeah. within a, a mere few cottage rules. <laughs> Uh, she pointed out, which is very well observed, that you, you literally cannot sleep in and see the sunrise. Yeah, and and uh, it's a very small window if you're going to suddenly wake up smiling, remember? Look at the sunrise, go to bed. <laughs> Within seconds. Still smiling, presumably. Uh, and then after very the very last one, eat plenty, nap often. I mean, the amount okay. of sleep involved in the in this list of rules... This is the lifestyle of some sort of bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Roaming it does around, also say here, napping. a fashion, a butt plug out of foliage and twigs. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh sorry. It is, it is bear tat. Sorry, I should have seen that. Sorry, it's bear. It's for bears. It's for bears. Don't forget to fashion a, a month-long butt plug from twigs and moth cocoons. And <laughs> Can you imagine how great it feels to be a bear and to take... Six months worth of shit in a single session. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> Just to empty out your entire body like a fucking toothpaste tube. It must be insane. I guess they haven't been eating. Yeah. But they must just be skipping around the forest after that shit. Oh, yeah. Bears do shit in the woods, you know. Yes. Um, Famously. How long was this piece of tat? There's quite a it's, few it's completely long. contradictory rules. It is a, it's tall. It's a tall piece of tat. It was the tallest in the yeah. house by I far. I don't like tall tat. It's like a, the shadow of a grandfather clock, all high on a wall. <laughs> yeah. Long. Nothing should be long on a poster. <laughs> but it's, th- it's thrilling to see some, uh, some beach tat uh, in, in person. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm trying to think, because I also have recently been in an Airbnb for a friend of mine, Stag Do, and I don't think, there was no tat, but like, you know, sometimes you can have a sort of magnetic uh, little notice board by the by the sort of back door. A magnetic notice board? Notice board, like oh, you notice can pin board. things on oh, it. Oh, oh, notice yeah, board, yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, it was like a sort of magnetized, uh, I, I, I say like, yeah, uh, thirty, forty centimeters square, um, and it was just a picture top down of a latte with a heart in the foam. A latte with a heart in the foam. Yeah, you know how they do. Oh, oh, they pour uh, the milk in. Oh, okay, it wasn't like it was. I'm, I was thinking a cross section of a latte, and then in the foam section at the top, just a crudely placed. No, heart no, top emoji. down. Yeah, top down. Top bird's down. eye view. Bird's, bird's eye, eye view of the latte. Of the latte. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just sort of thought, that's like a perfect, like, nothing image. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, oh, a coffee and love. <laughs> I would. It would be great to, to rent an Airbnb and from the photos in advance, create replacement tat that you replace and see how long it takes them to notice. So, like, instead of that image with the magnetized notice board, you choose an image of, say, um... Uh, Royal Marine Commandos about to storm a bunker on D-Day. <laughs> no, black and white. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be a while. I, I, 
that's a good that's a good idea for a prank to slowly maybe word by word changing the tag <laughs> until until it eventually becomes like an insane manifesto yeah see how many words in the tat around the house you can replace just with the word meringue <laughs> go to bed late get up meringue just stick meringue in there don't uh, speak to me till I have my meringue. Like replace all the mugs with that. Meringue must be one of the cra- most crazily spelt words in the in the language. Surely, meringue, meringue, meringue. That is, a couple episodes ago we talked about when in a movie uh, the protagonist discovers an ancient evil in yes. some far faraway land. Meringue sounds like one of the evil spirits they've disturbed. <laughs> yeah, a, a it sounds like um, a Bedouin nomad would slowly back away, saying "meringue," or like uh, the the Western, the naive Western archaeologist naively holds up a sort of jade egg. He goes, "Look, oh my God, look what, look at this!" And all the helpers start pointing, "meringue," ah! and they, they all run. And as they as they run, they like kick over the ladder so they can't get up up out of the hole. Uh. <laughs> no wait <laughs> what I always thought was strange about those scenes was like okay these like sort of patronizingly depicted local native whatever fucking helpers are like so terrified of the object when it's found but like they're helping dig for it what were, what were they told the job was <laughs> but that's just yeah that's just the um what the job markets are like in these places, Pierre. You just have to take yeah. any job that comes up, even yeah. if it is to disturb an ancient spirit. But that's true. Will definitely kill you. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I've got some. Uh, I've got some freelance work. You know, with a with a tuck tuck. What about you? Yeah, it's um. Take us a people to poke around the demon temple. It's not great, <laughs> but I mean, the pay is incredible, and I mean, most of the time you don't find a demon. <laughs> It's like a one in ten demon chance, you know. I mean, obviously, we hear about all the times people find demons, but that's because all the <laughs> all the ones when you don't don't make the news. It's just an outrage. Yeah, yeah. It's an outrage culture we live in. Look, you think you're going to get as many clicks talking about all the not demons you found? <laughs> Didn't think so. Um, yes, I did. I, I uh, I'm very. I thank you. Oh God, I must remember to say thank you to the Podbuds who came to see me at. I think some of you were at ARG uh, last night, ARG festival. You you did as well, Phil. Yes, I was at ARG festival on Saturday. Thank you for coming to that. Uh, a man's chair broke while I was on. Um. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was very he was very good about it. I just heard. I was just doing my jokes and just heard a. And I looked to my left, and this oh, chair had had folded, and he he picked it up, and for a second, he and he's finding somewhere to put it, and he looked like he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he was about to hit me with a folded chair. Um. Oh shit! But then he just sort of put it away, and then and then he had there was there's no free seats left, so then he just kind of had to nonchalantly lean against the wall, just like. <laughs> um, but aside from that, it's a it's a lovely show. Nice people. Great to be at the wonderful ARG Comedy Festival in Shoreditch once again after so many, after a couple of years. A nice That's time. Right. I was just looking. King's Head downstairs at the King's Head in Crouch End. Thank you to the Podbuds who came to that. I had a nice chat with some of you afterwards. 
Uh, guy said Koji as he walked past me, which was very nice. And my friend, uh, my friend Desi came with his lovely wife, and we had a nice catch up. Uh, oh, he's a pod bud as well. Hi, Desi. Hi, Desi. Um, I hi, Desi. I, um, I did a gig at Hackney last week at the Moth Club, and uh, before I was on, yeah. I, I ran. Um, I was in the venue, and I, was, I like did a little crouch to inconspicuously jog to the back of the room so I could watch. And as I passed one man, he just whispered to me, Koji, as I ran through. Really? Yeah. Then I turned I turned <laughs> my face to say Koji back, but he didn't turn back around. So I couldn't see Ooh. who he was. Um, oh. But very nice, mysterious uh, Koji in the dark. That's a confident man. Yeah. And, and quick, because he only had like a second to realize it was me running through. But he'd been practicing like Rambo in the jungle. For the moment oh, when his man. reflexes would be required to just go, give me a quick Koji. Koji. Unless he just does that to everyone who walks past him on the chance that it's me or you. Well, I think that would be fair. Yeah. I think that's a. Also, it's good advice. <laughs> it's good advice to everyone. It's uh, good advice and it's fair. It's a fair thing to say to people. After my ARG show on Saturday, uh, I went with my sister to watch. Fran Lebowitz in conversation. Ooh. Do you like Fran Lebowitz? I think so. Am I thinking of the right person? She's the grumpy New York uh, author humorist who's in Pretender to City yes. on Netflix with Martin Scorsese. Yeah, she's funny. She's very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and the first, well, it, it was in an, an enormous room at the Barbican. It must have been 2,000 2, people. And yeah. we were on the balcony. And the first, at first, Hadley Freeman, the excellent uh, Guardian columnist, came out and she uh, said that she was going to be talking to Fran Leibowitz and then Fran Leibowitz to take questions from the audience. Yeah. And the split was 30 minutes, Hadley Freeman chatting with Fran Leibowitz, and then an hour of audience questions. Whoa. And you and I have done. Um, a book event together and we know that's the wrong way around that's a lot yeah that's a lot of questions and not only that fran Leibowitz insisted on no microphones for the audience if you had a what? question yeah she doesn't like microphones she thinks they're too much of a faff so if for audience questions you just have to belt <laughs> you have to belt un un unamplified through the entire theater, your question answer. Fran Leibowitz! What was it like? Genuinely, it was like that. It was crazy. <laughs> and, 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 straight, and so we finished the half hour of very funny, good, um, fluid chat with Hadley Freeman. Then Hadley Freeman got off stage. And Fran Leibowitz walked up to um, a lectern and said, Any questions? And people just started going, In episode three of Pretended to City, you said... That New York is like a grape. What other fruit do you think are like cities? And then, or something like that. And, and then Fran would go, sorry, I didn't hear that. What? Yeah, because she's 71. So what the fuck is she doing? <laughs> and so for an hour, Fran Leibowitz had to try and decipher what a room of 12,000 different accents, because it's the, U it's the only show in the UK... Were yeah. saying so, 
So someone would scream a question from the top balcony. Then she'd go, what? And someone a bit further down would Chinese whisper it all the way up to the front, where invariably a Scottish person would then try to tell her the question in a very thick Scottish accent. <laughs> and she'd go, huh? And so that was an hour. That was an hour, Pierre. Oh, my it, God. People, the crowd got feral. People were going, why don't you use a microphone? People were losing their minds. <laughs> but it was quite chaotic fun. But it was so dumb. <laughs> Fran Lebowitz, are you saying, why don't you go and use your microphone? Huh? Eh? Was it a question about David Bowie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! But when like you... Americans sometimes don't understand posh English accents, like the yeah, most yeah. clear sounding. Yeah, exactly. But when she could understand a question, uh, yeah, she was she was very good. She'd Just, nail it. Yeah, all off the to- all off the dome. Very funny. Very good. Um, I do recommend that Netflix series "Pretend It's a City." It's very good. I need to read some of her collected uh, works there were there were some very big fan fans in um whenever you go to one of these events you realize oh i am a very casual fan of this mm. person there was a guy in front um <laughs> there's a guy in front of in front of me and my sister and he had like a copy of the fran lebowitz reader you know the a collection of essays oh, on very God, ostentatiously right. placed on his lap and every time uh, France made a joke or made a good point. He would clap the most like sonorous, resonant clap with his hands. Kapow, pow, pow, pow. You know how some people <laughs> they clap like they have. But they got... they slightly cup their hands and it's yes. like thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kapow, pow, 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 pow. Really making a show <laughs> of his of his fandom. What would you need the reader for? The what book. Need that for? Yeah, she's yeah, just to correct her. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm imagining this reader with loads of little like uh, neon highlighter sticker stickums poking out. Yeah, I think I think he did actually have all these um, stickers and all the stickers in it for like um, segments that he, he wanted to bring up, but he never asked a question. One lady behind us, and we are in the balcony. We're far away. Um, she, Fran would go, any questions? And this lady behind us go, me, like that. And Fran wouldn't hear her, and she'd point to someone two rows in front of her, obviously. <laughs> and and then she'd answer that question, and she'd go, okay, who's next? And this lady behind us just went, me. And, and again, she'd pick someone five rows away. And then she go again. Okay, who's next? Me. And eventually, this lady just gave up. And Fran pointed to someone like near her, and she just bowled over, Fran, like that. And she was she had kind of like an Eastern European accent, and she was like, "It is my dream that you would have a debate with Jordan Peterson." Uh, wh- wh- what do you, will you ever do it? And how do you think it would go? And Fran was like, what did she say? And and everyone's kind of going, oh, Jesus, Jordan Peterson. There's something about Eastern Europeans and Jordan Peterson. Have you noticed this? Yes, 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 definitely. I, 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 that is a thing. I, I don't know if they're... Just because they're so especially no like no-nonsense... 
uh, no bullshit um, over there that they really like this guy. But but eventually the name John Peterson. They love pa- Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. Eventually the name John Peterson was passed up to Fran Liebowitz on stage, and she's like, I don't know who that is. And <laughs> and at first I was surprised, but then she 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 doesn't have a phone and she doesn't have a laptop and she isn't on the internet really. And I realized, oh yeah, that's why she doesn't know him because you only you would only know him if you're uh, if you're very online. Yeah, yeah. People most most people have no idea really. And most people who do know who he is seem to have found him through through Rogan. Yeah, mm-hmm. It'd be very funny if Fran was a big Joe Rogan listener. <laughs> but I don't really understand. It's this. my one digital vice. It's 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 kind of like a boring thing that these people always always are put to the public figures they like or public speakers they like. Yeah. It's like, would you go, debate with Jordan Peterson? Even though so every Jordan Peterson debate that has been hyped up has always been not good. And he's also he's, he's mad now. Well, yeah, he ate nothing but beef and went into a he, Serbian coma. He's full of the man's full of beef. He's he's full of beef. And there's always an air when you ever you get a question like that of like, you're my hero. Will you fight my enemy? Right, but I think she was also. I think she was a fan of of um, John Peterson. Oh, so she was like, "Oh, who of my two heroes will, yes. will best each other?" Exactly, exactly, exactly. That was very much the vibe. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of like, well, what would they even debate about? I, to be fair, I don't know enough about Fran Leibowitz's. I guess, well, I mean, uh, Peterson's started saying even more and more insane things about, like, birth control being the decline of civiliza- civilization and things. So, yeah. Mm, that's a pretty easy debate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it would be particularly interesting. Especially though. knowing that he he would cry at some point. That is absolutely certain. Um, for those interested, I, 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 for me, his sort of reign really ended with his GQ interview with Helen Lewis. I'm a yeah. huge, I'm a big Helen Lewis stan, and she just she's so calm about it, and he comes off so mad and unreasonable. Um, I thought that's. And this I is pre beef. This is, I think I think this is during. What's a word like pre and and like post that is for during? Because I think well, it's mid during. mid beef. I mid suppose. beef. Mid beef. Yeah. No, it's very much mid beef. A mid beef interview. <laughs> in in inter beef. Intra beef. Intra beef, yes, this inter-beef. is intra beef. Intra beef, yeah. Inter beef would be <laughs> between beefs, between separate between beefs. beefs. Yeah. <laughs> Where intra beef is within the one beef, yeah. So it'd be within the one enormous long bit of beef that he ate, <laughs> I put him in a coma. Um, intra beef, yes, quite well. Speaking of beef, Phil, let's cut into the roast of correspondence. Delish. Who's got beef with us? Though I suppose he would say that. Uh, all right, so we've got to the point of the evening where I'll be taking some of your questions uh, from the audience. There'll be a couple of roving microphones. So just put your hands up and uh, someone will come to you. Yes, over there. Yes, just yeah, just wait for the microphone to come to you. Uh, um, yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for your talk. Um, I was just wondering, um, do you think I'm nice? What? Do I think you're nice? Yeah. Do you think I'm nice? Um, well, I, I, don't, I, I don't really 
know you, but yes. Oh, brilliant. Okay, um, another question, please. Yes, the gentleman over there. Um, where do we go when we die? Uh, yes or no? Yes or no? What are you talking... Look, sorry, can, can everyone just try and think about the questions before they, they ask them? Um, yes, you, sir. Uh, yes, more of a comment than a question, really. <laughs> right, okay, uh, thank you. Uh, can we find someone a little more norm? Yes, someone from the back. Why is no one willing to take responsibility for their own questions these days? Uh, asking for a friend. Um, so are you over there? Um, yes, please have something that would be worthwhile asking. Um, yes, uh, I was just wondering, if you're up there and I'm over here, who's flying the theatre? Right. Excuse me, I'd like to know, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if they were properly funded for once by this bloody government. What, why are you applauding? What, what does that even mean? Uh, look, uh, one more time. Look, I've, I've time for one last question. Please, please make it worthwhile. Um, yes, you, sir. Uh, are we living in a simulation? And is that simulation Microsoft Flight Simulator 1998? What is wrong with you people? I don't know how to end the sketch. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, Aaron gets in touch. Aaron, how are you faring? That's good. Thanks. I like that a lot. Um, so this I've teased it. I think on this or maybe the Patreon. Uh, Aaron is a, is a Aaron is a Patreon pod bud, a bonus pod 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 um, <laughs> as well. That is a special term we have for the Patreon uh, pod yeah. buds. The pa- the pod bud a bit a bit a bit a bonus Patreon a bit a bit a bit a bit. And you have to blow your nose afterwards. <laughs> it's quite a thing to say. Aaron. So Aaron gets in touch. Uh, so she says, here we go. Hi, boys. Greetings from a lockdown Sydney. This is from the, still in, in Sydney, they were locking down when this was sent. Although knowing Australia, New Zealand, Pierre, that could be yesterday. <laughs> could have been a whole <laughs> <laughs> Um, greetings from a lockdown Sydney, and thank you for keeping me company during this bastard of a year. 
I'm not sure how you feel about this, but I consider BudPod to be a feminist text. Yes, this is what we want to hear. Yes. This is what and, we want. And we can, I consider this our free pass now to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever complains will say, I don't think you understand. One woman said I was good. <laughs> One woman so, at a different time said I was good before I said so, the things I've said since. So, so if you could retract this. <laughs> so, I consider Bud Pod to be a feminist text. Hear me out. Women, their bowel motions and their associated smells have long been considered shameful. Mm-hmm. And while I am a feminist through and through, I've always found myself incredibly embarrassed to talk about such things, especially around men. Yeah. 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 True. This seems ridiculous in this day and age, but such talk or demonstration by a woman is usually followed by disgust and shaming, as opposed to being funny when men talk about it. Exactly. It's yeah. one of the the remaining taboos. The taboo is the taboo. Is the remaining taboo. It's a remaining taboo. Uh, Budpot has exposed me to f- explosive tales of the fecal kind over the last two and a bit years. I guess you could call this exposure therapy. <laughs> Very nice. Very good. Uh, Anyway, while initially uncomfortable and embarrassed listening to these stories, I now thoroughly enjoy and even look forward to my weekly dose of poo chat. We have created a monster. (laughs) We got you hooked and you're coming back for more. (laughs) We should should have like, you know, those uh, before uh, meth and after meth photo (laughs) comparisons. We should do a before bud pod and after bud pod. In the second photo, they're just like stinky and gross. In the second photo, they're like wrinkling their nose like there's a bad smell. <laughs> but smiling. <laughs> yeah. <Ugh>! Delighted. <laughs> God. Um, the fact that you don't discriminate based on the gender of the misadventurous poor has shifted something in my mind. Ah. Ah. A bowel and I now feel considerably. Yes, we've, you've, we've made you poop out those bad prejudices from your yeah. brain bum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. A brain bum is a good description for a mouth, I think. A brain, brain bum. bum. Yeah. Oh, hang on. I just can't leave the house yet. I've got to brush my brain bum. <laughs> got to clean my... Br- br- rinse up my brain bum. Uh, has shifted something in my mind, and I now feel considerably less embarrassed about the topic. So, from one more confident female poor, <laughs> thank you for furthering the cause. Yes. Great. Very good. Great. Our pleasure. Um, yes, absolutely. I mean, when Pierre and I started this podcast, we started it with the sole ambition of um, liberating our sisters from their poopy yep. cage. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out we, of your cages and you've been pooping just fine. We are Puth Beta Ginsburg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We're yeah. Jermaine, we're Jermaine Pierre. Which your main pair? <laughs> <laughs> Who else is there? Shatland um, Moran. <laughs> oh, oh, very good, very good. <laughs> um, what's the, what's the lady from the seventies with the glasses? A, a, oh. glor- a glorious Gloria Steibum. Gloria Steibum. Gloria Steibum. <laughs> or Shybum, maybe. Um, yes, to describe, yes. describe the world before. Gloria. Yes, yes, yes. Shy bum. Lamentably shy bum. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I do remember. I do remember. God, it must have been like 13, 14 years ago. When I think it's fair to say 13 or 14 years ago, that was when the, the, the increase in, in female uh, comedy and, and female sketch groups started, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2010, say. And I did notice how many of the sketches were poopy. And initially I was like, well, hang on, that's, we're not supposed to do poop jokes, are we? And then I thought, no, wait. It, I remember sort of going, oh, actually, it is transgressive in context. Yes, exactly. It's such a good lesson in contextual transgressiveness because if it had been three like a <laughs> mega lads doing it, you would have just been like, oh, okay. Whereas um, because it was often sort of three quite sort of what you might call nice young girls just doing some sort of harrowing sketch about just shitting their guts out, yeah. that becomes transgressive for the very reason. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, the speaker is part of the message. Yeah, and that was a good a good little lesson there, a good little example. Um, Aaron also says, also just wondering if you're aware of the puma that has been circulating in Australia, that our, <laughs> that our current prime minister, out of date now, uh, no longer the prime minister in Australia, our current prime minister shat his pants in a suburban McDonald's in 1997. Yes, 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 yes. This was, um, when I was in Melbourne this year, it was, it was still hot, hot goss. Oh, really? He, yeah, and apparently someone has made a plaque on the bin outside this McDonald's saying, in, in, on this day in 1997, um, Prime Minister Scott Morrison uh, shat himself in a McDonald's bathroom. I like, I like the news says, uh, the unabridged tale of ScoMo shitting himself at Engadon Maccas. <laughs> Incredibly Is that the, is Australian that the name of the headline. place? Engadon, yeah. Engadon. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm pronouncing it right. It's definitely spelled Engadine. Engadine. I'd be surprised if it's Angadine. <laughs> <laughs> ah, le maca d'Angadine, yes. <laughs> Let's see. What is the story? Scamo. It, it, it was after a sports match of some kind. Yes. Um, they sit around a table at Engadine Maccas. Cronulla Sharks and Brisbane Broncos had been playing. Cronulla Sharks. It's just an Australian f- phrase. Cr- the Cronulla Sharks. Um, and um, maybe he must have been drinking, right? Did he poop out of a celebration or out of protest? No, his team lost, apparently. So oh. maybe out of fury. Yeah, fury. A fury poo. I wonder if this is... Ingerdine Maccas. I wonder if this is true. But where, how did he... It must have been a booze thing, right? Surely. Mm. There's some great graffiti of it, though. <laughs> what, did, what does the graffiti say? Oh, it's just a, it's just Scott Morrison's face with Engadine Maccas over the front. <laughs> it's good stuff. That's yeah, good stuff. As if it's his slogan for life. Uh, let's see. Go back to the email. Come on, Gmail. Be better. Um, I thought it might be up your alley, pun intended. Someone even erected a plaque outside said McDonald's. There you go, yeah. I genuinely yeah. hope this rumor is true. He's certainly done some shitty things in his time, like screwing up the vaccine rollout and sending us into long-term lockdown in Sydney. So I figure it's time he pays his dues or doo-doos. Thoroughly the stupidest thing I think I'm aware of any Western country doing during the whole pandemic, and I include the UK in that, was yeah. only buying AstraZeneca and then telling everyone it was dangerous. Amazing. Truly sensational diplomacy. Good stuff, ScoMo. Um, <laughs> as an aside, 
Have you noticed how Americans say do 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 diligence? It sounds like do do diligence, and it never fails to remind me of Bud Pod. <laughs> you gotta do do diligence. Be <laughs> a <laughs> really regular shitting. I work on my do do diligence. Eat more fiber. <laughs> I've attached an article about the Prime Minister's faux poo for your poo rusal. Koji nice. Aaron. P.S. I've pre-ordered. Pre-ordered, she says. A copy of Phil's book is a birthday present for myself, and I can't wait to read some side-splitting tales. Oh, great. Hopefully he's really yeah. by now. Good stuff. Hopefully you're mid-order yeah. at this point. Or post-order. Post-order? Yeah. Yes, it must be. Post-order. Must be. Um, Bacon White. That's in my head <laughs> now, because I just saw that email again. Bacon White. Oh, I love you. Um... I hope people um, enjoyed the Bacon White song. Was the Bacon White song in last week's? It was episode? in the VIP area, oh, so maybe yes. another teaser. It, guys, I I know I'm biased, guys, but I honestly think it's worth four quid <laughs> just to hear the Bacon White song because Phil's really crooning out some some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, the the bonus spot has some good 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 shit in it, quite literally, and uh, I I I recommend it. I've I yeah. already I've already got a spicy convo. In the chamber for for this week's, oh yeah, oh inspired by a a Philip. Uh, <laughs> inspired by an art exhibit I went to on on the weekend. Oh shit! Okay, so it's mm. cultured as well. It is. Well, that's that's our mo. That's true. I think that's fair. Spicy Hi, bro, poopy, spicy poopy culture. High brow, low brow. That's what we do, and we know how. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Ellie gets in touch. Ellie, I'm, I'm sure I've done smelly Ellie before. I uh, hope you're welly, Ellie. Yeah, that's hope, good. That's hope nice. Hope you're welly, Ellie. I hope you're welly, Ellie. Um, so Ellie says, uh, "Dear P and Poo, nice, classic, good stuff." Uh, she says, "I love the podcast. Honestly, I've listened to it an ungodly amount. It's <laughs> good." I think even um, one episode of this podcast is an, un- an ungodly amount. <laughs> yes. Uh, while being trapped in student halls, you boys have provided endless smelly entertainment. I reckon I've listened to every episode at least four times. Oh wow, God. wow, wow. I hope oh. the degree didn't suffer too badly. Physicians do not recommend. <laughs> podcast listeners hate her. <laughs> this this one lady podcast listeners hate this one lady for her weird trick of listening to four times bud pod one weird trick uh making me a strong contender as one of your most defecated pistorians very good, <laughs> very good. marvelous i've been meaning to write in for a while now and then the other day i shit myself <laughs> it <laughs> It wasn't devastating enough for this podcast, but I knew it was a sign to finally send you an email. <laughs> uh, I'd love to I really know the, like moment, the moment Ellie decided, no, this is this is bad, but it's not bad enough. Yeah, but also like, it's oh, this isn't bad enough, but I will email them. Thanks, bum. <laughs> Very humble. Um. Some people may think that Bud Pod is just two comedic chaps recounting poopy tales and laughing at politicians, but this podcast is spreading awareness about poop-related problems. Mmm, it's true. Yes. A seriously underrepresented topic in the media. Mmm. Here's how Phil's experience has helped me and my family. Oh! 
I'm listening. Mm, I like that sentence. It's like uh, from a, something where you're running for office. Yeah. I'm Phil Wang, and I approve this message. <laughs> so she says, deep in the middle of lockdown, my elderly and disabled granddad was uh, required to give a stool sample for testing. Mm. As he could not get a sample on his own, my mum had to do it. Mm. She was dreading the experience and had no idea how to obtain the poo without getting too personal with her father-in-law. Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. Oh, it's a rough one. Oh, it's a rough one, I tell you. Aha, I thought. I told her of the infamous Bud Poo episode and Phil's use of a poo hammock to catch the plop. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> well, the kit should have come with it. Well, this I, is the thing. I sound like... I don't I'm, know. I sound like I'm a... I'm a, like a train spotter for poop tests. There should have been a, a catching hammock with the, the set. <laughs> you should write to the manufacturer because I think, yeah. <laughs> so she knew it must be done. She brought some. She bought some cling film and fashioned a hammock over the toilet. The specimen oh, lay comfortably on the sheet, and my mum remained blessedly distant from any old man bums. Oh, fantastic! Oh, I'm I'm yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely chuffed to hear that. It is good. So a big thank you from my mum, and I hope this serves as proof that the podcast is educational. Educational and a feminist text, Phil, in one day. Gosh. Maybe we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves. Has has Bud Pod become too intellectual? Has Bud Pod become too woke? This is, yeah, the latest in this week's Atlantic. Has Bud Pod <laughs> become too woke? <laughs> BudPod has become woke to attract younger listeners. It's a good thing, but have they gone too far? Quillette. <laughs> <laughs> this, the preview of this article is available on Unheard, but sign up to my Substack for the full analysis. Um, I will continue to enjoy telling people weird facts I've learned from BudPod, even if they're not 100% fact. I can't wait to tell someone about London bus drivers' phantom vibrations in their butt. <laughs> oh great I'd forgotten about that um, uh, keep spreading the turd very nice about bowel ailments and toilet adventures very good keep spreading the turd um, <laughs> ardently jacking it very nice ardently jacking it Ellie P.S. I'm a total Pierre girl it's those melodic tones baby oh wow yes hooray hey Big you fan. enjoy it enjoy it they are melodic mellifluous tones Mellifluous tones. Poop-wise. Well, now it's time for me to take my poopy tones over to the scat club. That is the VIP Patreon. Yes, yes. Do come in. Do subscribe to the Patreon for some spicy meatballs. Mmm. Delish. And well, of course, an thank extra you very sketch. much for listening. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, extra sketch. Yep, yep. Correcto. Uh, but see you in the bonus pod or see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.